This is Reflections, the lighter podcast where we talk about things happening inside as well as outside the company. We bring some of our friends, discuss some of the trends, and discuss any questions you might have relating to the development of our vehicle. This is Reflections, the lighter podcast. All right, welcome. Today, we're finally going to talk about the product. We're going to talk about the car, Lightyear One. And joining us to have the conversation are two co-founders, Kuhn and Aryo. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Both technology and design gurus, they're going to enlighten us about all what's important in the car. Um, could you maybe quickly introduce yourself, guys? All right. Uh, shall I start then? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Koen. I'm responsible for the design uh, part of Lightyear. So uh, starting uh, with the five of us, I did go into the more the, the product direction. So that's what I am have been doing at Lightyear so far. Cool. Nice to have you here. What about you, Ario? Yeah, I'm, I'm the chief technology officer at Lightyear. Mainly responsible for uh, anything related to the core technologies that we are developing. Solar panels, motors, that sort of things. Well, Kuhn and I have known each other since 2013, when we were also uh, working on, uh, on, on the first car we built together, Stella. This is Stella. Unlike any solar car, it is spacious and comfortable. To start off today, we'll do the Fast 15 like we used to. And today we're doing it with Kuhn. Are you ready for the Fast 15? 100% ready. Oh, that's what I like to hear. All right, the first one. What did you have for breakfast this morning? Oh, that's actually a good question because it <laughs> totally changed my... Um, Your diet? My rhythm. Oh. I had um, rice crackers with almond butter. Oh. And I had uh, hummus. Oh. And I had uh, a bit of honey. How many crackers did you have? Uh, six. Six? Yeah, for, for breakfast? <laughs> yeah. It's rice crackers, right? Okay, you need to have true. a lot of them. Okay, sounds yeah. good. Nice. All right, second one. Apple or Android user? Apple. And why? Because it's a superior uh, hardware and software. Okay. Three. Technological mind or creative thinker? The last. Creative thinker? Yeah. Okay. Uh, four. With whom would you like to drink a cup of tea, but on a professional level? Um, Elon Musk. Okay, five. What is your best gadget? My best gadget? Yeah. Um, my Vermove bike, electric bike. Sorry, what? My Vermove bike. Oh, that's the brand name. Yeah. Okay. Six, karate or yoga? Yoga. Seven, what do you want to become when you were younger? Uh, an inventor, I believe. Okay. What is your guilty pleasure? Chocolate. Dark or white? Dark, dark, dark chocolates. What keeps you up at night? Um, issues to be solved. Work related or also personal? Work, no, most of the time work related. Hmm. And with whom would you like to be put in a room with for 24 hours? No, no one. <laughs> <laughs> Not even your girlfriend? Uh, 23 hours <laughs> max. <laughs> Poor girl. Okay, current book that you're reading? John Nesbro, The Snowman. Good book? Well, it's easy. Mm. Easy right. thriller. Always in your bag? My laptop. Favorite holiday location? Italy. Rock or techno? Techno. Favorite football player? Messi. 
Not even a Dutchie? Uh, of the Dutch ones, yeah, Bergkamp. Mm. Okay, good one, of course. And and now uh, uh, thank you, yeah, yeah, yeah he's a good one. You look like him a little bit. No, oh, <laughs> was a compliment. I tried. That was the fast fifteen. Thank you very much, Kun. You're welcome. So at some point in time, Kun, well, you you made the decision to design a car together, and and, and what happened? In the beginning, we realized that it would be very much important how we can um, integrate this, the cells onto the car because that, that would be the most visible thing that we will, would be doing different. Um, so we put a lot of attention on how can we uh, make the car even more beautiful. At some point, we found an interesting pattern. So we tilted the cells a bit um, and that already gave the car a bit more glamorous look. Um, and that really stands stands out, I think, for Lightyear, how we did it. Yeah, and then uh, the second combination was, uh, I think, the aerodynamics mm-hmm. on how to integrate those with uh, uh, with the design. When we built the cars for the student teams, already it was a very difficult trade-off to manage between solar panel area and uh, and aerodynamics. Because for aerodynamics, you, you actually want... Uh, to minimize the frontal area of the of the car, so you want a car that's low and not very wide. While for solar panel area, you want a car that is very wide and and long. So there's already an inherent trade-off problem in solar panel area versus aerodynamics, and that was already quite a difficult one to manage when we didn't take design into account at all. Mm-hmm. And then you came along and said the car is to look beautiful as well, yeah. uh, <laughs> and that made it uh, that made it a real challenge, I think. Yeah. And how do you get together those difficult things? So you're designing and you're working on a technology. You're both sitting on different spots in the building, perhaps, or in different floors. But the interaction and the trade-offs that you have to make, you have to make together, right? So how, mm-hmm. how do you do that? How do you make those trade-offs uh, come uh, together? I think you already made the point. So, And that's also, I think, one of the key things we did different than uh, most of the existing industry is we got the guys together in one mm. room. To, to talk together and to make them understand each other's viewpoints. Because in the end, you both want to achieve the same goal, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to make a very efficient car, but if it looks as ugly as the cars we built for the race, then you're not going to sell any. So you're also not making any impact on, on society. So if together your goal is to make a lot of impact, the aerodynamics engineer and, and the solar panel guys, mm-hmm. they know they have to make a beautiful car mm-hmm. and the designers know they have to make an efficient car. And so once you understand, have that common understanding, that common goal, then it's just a matter of getting together and make sure that you understand each other's viewpoints and what's needed to make a car beautiful and what's needed to make a car efficient. And then you can make the trade-offs together. But you make it sound so easy. It is. The targets that... Uh, Lightyear exposed for the project are rather extreme in terms of weight, in terms of aerodynamic performance and so forth. The only way to do that is by really tackling the project in a holistic way. In everything can be beauty, so um, it's not about creating beauty first and then trying to apply the the technical uh, requirements. So it's, it's more about finding the beauty in the solar car then it is finding a, a beautiful car and then applying solar panels on top of it because then it's a, then it's not a coherent object so technology first and then comes design or the other no. way around no it's it's really a holistic approach yeah. i would say okay. it has yeah. to be together yeah. 
No heated discussions whatsoever when trying to get those things together. Oh, of course you'll get the heated discussions then. But the, the, the point is having those yeah. and, and actually solving them. For I think one one big example was the, the wheel covers on the... Yeah, or the, the seat height. Or the seat height, yeah. Okay. That was also an interesting one. Explain, explain, tell us. Well, you start with the wheel covers. <laughs> okay, so the <laughs> no, you start. <laughs> the wheel covers actually add. Uh, so, so on the lighter one, the rear wheels they have covers on the on the wheels, and it actually helps a lot for aerodynamics to have those on. So they Why? Why? the air that's go- going around the sides of the car, it actually has to stick to the side of the car because if it lets loose, it creates a, a vortex which creates extra drag. So uh, the longer towards the end of the car, you can keep that air attached to the side. Uh, the lower the drag will be. Um, Once you uh, remove the wheel covers, the air will encounter uh, uh, some sort of vortex already because the wheel is spinning there and there's no surface to to cling to. So then it will start separating already from the rear wheels instead of staying attached all the way to the end. So you get much more drag. The, The rear wheel cover is something that is there because of aerodynamics. Basically, if we just close the body, on, on the rear, uh, I think the, the rear would have seemed a bit heavy. So what we did is to take, a, take advantage of this black surfacing on, on the bottom of the car and make it go around the rear wheel arch so that you can still feel the presence of the wheel. From a design point of view, Really, the now I'm gonna talk about something I have no clue about, right? But you, you really do. want to see the the wheels of the car because they also yeah the, well, the, the, they define yeah, the basic shape, yeah. right? The basic proportions of the car. It's, so if you can't see yeah. them anymore, it doesn't work. It's what we've been known to, and yeah. what we know we consider as beauty e- more easily. Yeah. Well, take the the, the Model Three as a, as an example. I mean. Many people actually have aero wheels with aero covers that actually save like 4% or, or something. Yeah. But but in most cases I see on the street, people are actually taking them off. Throwing away some well actual efficiency in exchange for visibility, I guess. So mm-hmm. will will sort of aesthetics trump efficiency when it comes to the to, to, the, to the wheel covers? That's no, I think what, what has been an important uh, um, vision behind this car is that Lightyear will do the hard work for the users in order for the users to be very efficient. So when you when you will be driving this car, it's just like an, a regular car. Um, you should be confident when you stand aside this car because it, it just fits in. Um, we do all the, the hard work and all the, 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 the crunching and stuff to be get very efficient, but the user don't have to change his behavior in, in, in order to get uh, to this efficient driving. How did you end up with this design and uh, sort of what were the alternatives for, for for the design that you have chosen? Yeah, I think in the um, in the end, it it really uh, is about get like I said, getting the the beauty of that particular object and and get it out and enhancing it. Um, so that's also what what we really like about our car that that it's not uh, screaming or that it's not uh, over the top, but that's really it, it is subtle like a solar car should be because it's it's almost part of nature. I mean that's also what what the studio we cooperated with really embraces as a design uh, philosophy. So um, I think this is this is almost the best solar car we could create today. So a solar car looks like this. <laughs> if you understand what I mean. Well, perhaps you can explain a little bit because, of course, for the uninitiated, mm-hmm. th- this comment might actually need a, bit, a little bit of extra explanation. 
Yeah, so so you, you have to deal with with a very large roof of five square meters. You have to deal with a very low drag efficient. You have to deal with a very uh, small package for the for the occupants. And if you put all those things in the mix, it's about finding the, the right balance and the right proportions between them for the overall view and the overall proportions of the car. And and you can, of course, add extra styling features or, or, or wild uh, moustaches or, or I don't know what, or, or shoulders and, and stuff to the car. But that's that doesn't really make sense for, for a solar car that needs to be efficient and, and, and wants to become part of nature, uh, more or less. It, it should become an icon. The design shouldn't overtake uh, uh, characteristics of the car just because it wants to be designed. Um, it should only enhance all the stuff that's inside the object that makes it a solar car because then people re- will relate to it as being a, a solar car. Coming to the technology, I, I don't think that is necessarily less is more because it can be quite complicated. I'm not really into technology, as in I'm not an engineer, but I'm really interested in, in how does that technology come to the way it is. Well, actually, less is more might be also a perfect way to describe the way the technology should work. Or you just call it complex. So during the design phase, making all the trade-offs, that's okay if it's complex because you you can just solve it. But the resulting product should be should be simple. And maybe a good example of how you see that in the in the Lightyear One is the uh, the in-wheel motors. It's quite complex to design them. You put a lot of functionality into a very tight package, mm-hmm. uh, which means that actually designing that thing becomes really difficult. But once you're finished, you're left with assembling a car that doesn't have any drive shafts, that doesn't have a gearbox, that uh, doesn't have components that all move and wear out during the, uh, the lifetime of the car. And you're left with four moving parts in the car and that's it. So so, so why did you actually pick those in-wheel motors? What, what, what was the rationale behind that? Well, a lot of mathematics, but in, in, in the end, it, uh, it sort of boils down to efficiency of the entire concept. So the way you get to in-wheel motors is looking at the entire architecture and not just at what is the best motor to, to build. Because if I was just a motors engineer and somebody asked me to build a, a motor of 20 kilowatts, I wouldn't build that motor. But if, if you asked me to build the best drivetrain for an efficient car, then yes. This, this would be the motor that you end up with. So, b- because effectively, many people have tried to actually build in-wheel motors over the over the years, yet here you are. So where do you get the courage to do these kind of things? Uh, physics. When you enter the light year, it feels like a like a different car. Sort of, what was the design philosophy f- for that? We hope it, it, it will definitely be, be different. Well... The, the philosophy already started, I think, with the, the solar team. Then I sat, sat down in a Peugeot 308. By, by, the, by the way, just for everyone, this was at the time that Kuhn didn't have a driver's license yet. Yeah, so I, I he, needed to He designed to get... the interior of a car. No, no, know? I got my driver's license in order to, to know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> but then I sat down in the car and it had over 120 buttons. And and no one knew what those buttons yeah. did. One hundred and twenty buttons must have been a Porsche Panamera. That was actually, the, I think, the car with the most uh, the most buttons. Yeah, but yeah. Just a side note. So so what what you have been seeing in in car HMI is that we have been sticking a lot of uh, stuff onto the next stuff. So there has been a lot of evolution know, instead of yeah, revolution, yeah, yeah. maybe. Exactly. So. 
Um, we Well, we wanted to start with the clean sheet, but especially we want only to give the user what's really necessarily instead of pressing buttons. I really like the autopilot example of Tesla. So what, what formerly other car companies were doing, they were just adding feature upon feature in order to improve the safety of the, of the car and of the driver. So you have all these features combined and then Tesla just said, well, it's autopilot. So they scrapped away all the features. You cannot individually activate them anymore. You just have one system that, that basically combines all this stuff, but it makes it a bit more understandable for the user. Um, I don't want to go into how they marketed it and 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 the opinions of people on that, but I think it's a good example of yeah, of creating an, a more intuitive uh, interface uh, for the user. Because in the end, you just want to have your eyes on the road and your hands on the steering wheel, and anything else that you do is not good for your safety or for the safety of the people sitting into your car. So what we are also developing for the Lightyear One is a um, interaction. A system where you can control the car while keeping your hands on the steering wheel and your eyes on the road, um, but still have a lot of uh, features you can activate, functionality you can activate uh, while doing this. Well, you, you mentioned a studio that actually helped you along the way. So, so what did they do and how did you end up with this particular studio? Yeah, it's a funny story. Actually, it was <laughs> us two together. Yep. So we did multiple concepts before we ended up with this studio. We were already in contact with, with Grand Studio and they, because they helped us with, with the solar team. We really liked the vision of Lowy, the head designer. So we really felt a good click. But then in, in the beginning, it was all a bit difficult um, until they, they, we were... They didn't have time. They, they didn't they, have time. They were way too busy. They didn't know if, if they wanted to join. But then on a weekend, we were in Turin. And then uh, I told Aryo, yeah, maybe we have to go by and just ring the bell and then uh, see what happens. So just, just walk by and then see if they open. But we didn't really dare. And then I called my girlfriend and she said, ah, man, come on. So, okay, we ring the bell, really scared of what would happen next. And then uh, one of these partners did open up, Simone it was. Um, and we had a, a very nice chat in which um, within a couple of hours, they, they could explain us what was necessary and also what was necessary for our case instead of a, a case of a high volume manufacturer and that was really what we needed because most people were treating us like we wanted to to do a high volume production and uh, could only talk about a million of dollars we we would need but these guys could actually relate and translate it back to a strategy needed to design a, a car we wanted to design so the, the studio you chose is called Grand Studio, uh, could, could you tell a little bit more about them? Because yeah, yeah, you might sure. not know them. So um, Grand Studio was founded by uh, Loewy Vermeers and four other uh, partners. Um, and, and most of them have their history with uh, Pininfarina as, as Loewy had. Um, so working for Pininfarina, they have been designing the most beautiful supercars, uh, Ferraris, uh, um, that have existed um, around uh, 2000. So it's, it's really a great honor also to, to work with them and to learn from them uh, what you can do uh, in, in car design. I love it when uh, cars are innovative, but innovative in a positive direction. This is really innovation with yeah, a mission behind it to actually improve something. You explained there were a couple of concepts that you brought to the design studios. Why did they pick this specific concept and what were the other concepts like? 
Yeah, what what I found important. So so we, I had the vision of this car being uh, more on the interaction level. So the interaction level of a Land Rover Defender that you can take out into the woods and and do everything you like with it. And on the other hand, the the freedom of a sailing boat. So we really wanted to combine those stuff. And then on top of the final theme we chose, uh, you have the the subtleness of a sailing boat in the in the form of very subtle, nice fluid aerodynamics. And on the the bottom side of the car, you really have this rugged feeling that you can go everywhere you want. So we we kind of combined these elements, creating a very confident but also rugged and very subtle car. Um, the alternatives for the theme, I think they they went from futuristic towards uh, retro. Yeah, you have complete freedom in whatever shape comes out of this car, but it needs to fit five square meters of solar cells and it needs to attain this drag coefficient. And actually, that design problem is maybe much more similar to uh, supercar sports car designs as well uh, where you have similar extreme performance constraints and it's allowed that the the form can follow the function more while uh, or it has to follow the function more in order to make it work Uh, but then the challenge of the designer is to make that functional shape beautiful and I think for the light you want, it was a similar sort of challenge. Yeah. And, and yeah. Studio, it, it is also yeah. a performance car. It's a performance car, yeah. So you rang the doorbell, effectively had conversation like this, and then they said yes, or? Well, then then they, then they it was the first time they took us for serious. And that really did kickstart, I think, the, the collaboration. Yeah, that then there, the, there came a period of, of months in which... To to uh, to create a contract and and what we and to, to specify what we want and what we don't want, but I think that did kickstart the uh, collaboration. The guys from Lightyear came and said, "You want an extremely efficient car, but this car should be really a positive companion for their owners to really enjoy life using the car." Um, taking it from there, you you, said, uh, you talked about high volume for a bit. Recently, you guys announced that you are going to increase impact by uh, production of the high volume cars in 2023. How did that happen? How did that change of strategy come across? Actually, it's uh, maybe not really a change in strategy as more making public and pulling forward a little bit what we were what, what already was the plan. We started Lightyear to make impact and to make this world a better place and with a mission to create clean mobility for everyone. And you're not going to do that by building a low volume, uh, low volume car. The thing is, once you start telling people you're going to build a lot of cars in a relatively short period of time, everybody gets scared, uh, mainly about the amounts of funding that you need. and uh, especially, especially in the Netherlands. Yeah, and especially in Europe, maybe even. And especially if you're just a team of five or maybe 20 people, because uh, like, what are they going to do? And I think as the company progressed and we got much more uh, attention worldwide, we built the first prototype, you also got a lot more credibility. And that also makes this the right time to tell the world what the real plan is, I think. So not scared? No, so we've never been scared. But <laughs> <laughs> I like that It doesn't, doesn't help you. <laughs> I, it's, not, it's not true. You have to be scared a little bit. <laughs> So, but that's 20, uh, 2023. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's, what are your plans for the coming year or two years? What are you guys going to focus on within your own expertise? Well, so first we, we're going to, to bring the, the light year uh, in its current form to the market. So it will be a highly exclusive, mm. even more exclusive than the original stated uh, vehicle. 
And I think that that will be great for the company as well as the clients to get experience of this solar car. So it will be huge important for the as staff for the company. And from from that we will learn so much. And I will be focusing on on what do the clients like and what do they know, don't like and how do they use the car and how can we enhance the car with with user experience or with with apps and with services like that. Um, so that will really be my focus. And hopefully in the background, we'll start um, with, with concepting also maybe the next model and, and looking into the uh, requirements of that one. What about yeah. you, Ario? Yeah, I'm going to maybe focus even more and more on really the core technology that makes it work and make sure that we get that higher maturity levels. And in the meantime, start thinking about what the, also what's the next step uh, in, that, uh, in those regards and uh, uh, how efficient can the next car really be? Interesting. Exciting times for the future, guys. I think that gave us a lot of insight into what's going to happen, not only in the coming year, but also in the future with the high volume cars in 2023 to come. So thank you very much for Kun and Ario for sharing their story with us. If you like it, listeners, and if you have some questions for Kun and Ario, share them with us on our socials. We'll be back next month with a new episode in which we will invite ambassadors to talk about Lightyear. And we're pretty excited to do that. So see you next time. 